Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Hey, everybody. Happy Monday and welcome into another episode of The Brett Allen Show. It's your host, Brett Allen, the host of The Brett Allen Show, a pop culture podcast. I want to start out today's episode by just saying thank you so much for listening and supporting the show. You have no idea how much it means to us when you listen, when we get your emails, your DMs, and all the other ways that you reach out to us and let us know that you are a fan of the show. With that being said, one of the ways that you can help us get the show recognized more, get some more publicity and all of that fun stuff is by leaving us a kind rating and review. Every week, every day really, I sit down and I look at the stats of the show and it's amazing to know that our show is streamed in over 22 countries, not including the United States. I'm talking Britain, I'm talking Germany, I'm talking Spain, I'm talking Australia of all places and we want to hear from you. If you can just go to Apple Podcasts, if you listen to us that way, type in The Brett Allen Show and leave us a kind rating and review. It would really help. Now, I know you hear these calls to action all the time and think, well, why does it really matter? Well, what it does is it gets our search recognized more, whether it's on a website or whether it's when you Google us, The Brett Allen Show, or you just look for us on Apple Podcasts. So if you're listening to the sound of my voice, I want to personally thank you for being a valuable listener. If you can just type in The Brett Allen Show and give us a five-star review and give us a quick rating, a quick shout out, also leave your social media handle and we will give you a blast on our podcast. If you're a business owner or whatever it is that you might be, we will shout your business out and make you a sponsor of that particular episode. Thank you so much. This has gone on way longer than I expected. I hope you enjoy our guest today, racing legend Mario Andretti. Idly hey. Welcome to another episode of the Brett Allen Show. Prepare to be astonished. A pop culture podcast. Join Brett weekly as he interviews your favorite celebrities from film, <gasps> oh, television, back in business, baby. comedy, and much more. Inconceivable! Plus, you never know who will stop by. Dude, we are so gonna party! Now, here is your host, Brett Allen. Mario, welcome into the podcast. It's great to have you here today. My pleasure, Brett. Thanks for having me. Yes. Well, I am excited to chat with you. And as I know, and our listeners know, you are a racing legend. And it's so great to be able to talk to you. And this last year has just been absolutely crazy. And just like I've asked a lot of other people, how has this time been for you? What has been keeping you busy and keeping you occupied while you've been stuck in the house? Well, I've been busy in a different way, obviously, like many other people, but uh, uh, I have at least the Zoom almost every day, you know, somewhere in the world. And uh, I can travel between Argentina and Belgium without a passport with a Zoom, as you can imagine. And, uh, you know, in motorsports, uh, you know, you have uh, press and journalists uh, around the world that are interested in in discussing things, uh, you know, what's what's up in the future and whether it's Formula One, IndyCar, sports prototypes or whatever. And and I'm pretty much uh, up on all of that. And so, again, uh, it's uh, my time has been occupied, like I said, a different way. But uh, it's uh, 
not as much travel, of course, but uh, all of that is changing rapidly now. And uh, so we're looking forward to getting back to what we knew. Um, I don't want to hear new normal. I just want to hear normal. Yeah, I like that. I think that term new normal to me is weird. I, I just want it to be normal again. So I can imagine you're probably excited as you just alluded to, to get back out on the road and just start traveling and connecting with people again, for sure. Well, we have started already that that uh, already we have uh, three races under our belt uh, in IndyCar. And uh, I, I participate in all of that, you know, in a different way. I think, in fact, you see the car right on my on my shoulder, the two seater. I drive that uh, at every one of the uh, IndyCar events. And uh, but besides, uh, my son um, has, uh, you know, four cars uh, entered at every one of the IndyCars. And right now. Yeah, he just announced he's going to have six cars entered at the Indianapolis 500, which is our next uh, venue. Um, and so uh, a lot of a lot of a lot going, you know, from a family standpoint. And uh, and again, uh, you know, between IndyCars and uh, and my NASCAR friends, uh, I uh, stay quite busy. Believe me, um, my 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 plate is pretty full. There's no such thing as retirement for you. You're like going constantly. <laughs> I always say whenever I retire, just put me in a box. <laughs> <laughs> well, the box I don't, better have wheels on it. Yeah, at least four. Right. That's funny. And what kind of engine? You know, it has to have a good engine at least, you know, to keep you going. <laughs> yeah, make sure it's at least over 800 horsepower, you know. So. It's incredible <laughs> <laughs> as we joke, but to even be able to, <clears throat> excuse me, comprehend what you've done in your lifetime to have raced as much as you've raced and done all the things that you've done. But you mentioned your son is very heavily involved in this industry as well. So for you, then has to be an honor to, to even have him carry on your name. Well, it's more than an, even an honor. It's a lot of pride that goes with it because, uh, you know, Michael is very ambitious uh, and he had shown that as a driver and now as a team owner. Um, and as you can see, uh, he, he's been fielding, uh, you know, numbers of cars in different uh, categories, different disciplines, as primarily Indy cars and then all the supporting series plus is in uh, rally sport. I mean, he's in uh, sports cars. He's in the Formula E in Europe. He has a, a team uh, uh, in Australia. Uh, with um, anyway, um, he's he's widespread, no question. And uh, and I love that. I love his ambition. Uh, and uh, and he's one, one somewhere around the world. He's winning races. You know, this past there were a couple of week two weekends ago. We were in St. Pete in Florida and. Uh, uh, he won races in the supporting series. He won the main race, the IndyCar, and then he won uh, earlier that day, of course, in Spain, they won uh, the uh, Formula E race. So um, uh, that always uh, goes very well, you know, with the mood of the day, as you can imagine. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, and this, um, uh, this works as far as the pride is concerned, you know, from my standpoint, just to see uh, him doing what he loves and uh, being successful at it. Yeah, I can imagine as a father myself, you know, I think one of the greatest desires is to have your children 
follow in your footsteps and to do the same things that you do, or at least have some of the same interests, but really to be able to just even encourage and stoke the fires in them for whatever it is that they're passionate about. So obviously we know your story and how you got started, but as you became a father and he got older, did he naturally gravitate towards racing because he was probably traveling with you quite a bit, I would imagine. Well, that's really it. Uh, you know, he was exposed to this environment, you know, as uh, uh, he's the oldest uh, uh, of, the, of the three children that I have. But uh, um, again, I, uh, I, at the age of nine, Michael, I, I put him in a go-kart. I said, uh, what do you think? You know, I just, uh, to, to try to assess the situation already enough, uh, I set up a course uh, behind a local high school and, uh, and he went at it and looked like, uh, you know, uh, duck, it took like a duck to water, you know, for some reason. And then from there, you know, it just, uh, uh, he progressed into, uh, you know, some of, uh, the other categories and, um, and he, he just loved it. He just loved what he was doing. I, uh, I think, uh, I think I made a, a point with, by saying to him and also my younger son, Jeff, um, uh, if, if you're going to pursue this, uh, I want you to have fun and, uh, and, and, and enjoy it and don't do it just because you think that I might want you to do it. I think I, I'm pretty sure I made that clear. <laughs> makes me feel better, but you know, think that way. But uh, yeah, uh, because there was going to be outside pressure on these kids, you know, uh, and uh, uh, but again, you know, Michael, his career showed that uh, he especially was very much more fortunate than Jeff. Jeff had some, uh, you know, uh, he had an accident uh, at Indianapolis in 91 that um, that was 91 or 92, 92 that, um, you know, pretty much determined his career. But uh, nevertheless, um, overall, as I said, as a family, uh, you know, we all grew up in this environment and the kids uh, be making the best of it. And uh, I have a, you know, I had a twin brother, unfortunately passed away. Uh, a couple of months ago, uh, but uh, there have been there are four drivers, race drivers on each side of the family, and we have a third generation going on both sides of the family. So, as you can see, um, you know, Aldo and I started this mess and, uh, and it just progressed. But um, you know, motor racing is, uh, has been so so great for us uh, uh, overall. Uh, you know, uh, and we don't, don't take anything for granted, believe me, because, uh, you know, from my standpoint, I've been so fortunate. Uh, uh, the safety aspect was not, you know, what we're enjoying today, you know, through the decades uh, that I was, especially at the beginning of my career, but uh, was able to dodge so many bullets. And, uh, and so the sport became extremely rewarding uh, to me personally, for sure. And, and along, and I said, along the way, you know, some of the rest of my family, too. Yeah, I mean, there's quite a legacy there as far as what you all have done and accomplished. But when you look back at all of this, Mario, and go, man, this industry has been 
you know, so kind and so fortunate to all of us. Do you have any moments where you go, you know, if I had it to do over again, I would have done something differently, not necessarily regret, but just going, hey, you know, this is a lesson that I learned along the way. And and if I had it to do over again, or maybe you did it with your children as they grew up and decided to take an interest in your business. Well, you know, for sure, Brett, I mean, it's uh, when you look back, I said, oh, I wish I knew then what I know now. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Of course, if I I was able to, you know, not just the driving aspect, but some decisions perhaps, you know, but uh, overall, however, when I examine everything and I reflect on on my life as a race driver, um, I can only be happy. And, uh, and, and again, uh, uh, no regrets whatsoever. Um, not everything is a bed of roses, you know? So along the way, even uh, through some uh, difficulties, uh, I, I think you become stronger and, uh, and uh, gives you a reason to learn and overcome, uh, you know, some uh, uh, obstacles, if you will. So, Overall, as I say, you know, uh, life is uh, never perfect, and uh, and and uh, and I think I've, I've lived that. You know, I've been on both sides of it, and uh, but again, overall, the sport has been just uh, incredibly, incredibly uh, good for me, and it's a sport that can be quite cruel, quite honestly, as we all know. But um, uh, overall, it's for me, it's been totally positive, really. Yeah, I could say so. I mean, without blemish, really, which is a lot to say. <laughs> and it's interesting if I would have done things differently. I think I might have even felt that a couple of days ago uh, recently. So it can affect you, you know, without even thinking that way. But it's like, boom, there it is. But you've, you've just done so much and everything that you've done. You've been a part of the sport for decades. I know, obviously, when you started out, things were different as far as how people got started and became racers but looking at then look at now how how has the sport changed uh as far as getting into it and people who are trying to make it into it today versus from when you got started is it it's obviously different but is it different for good or is it different just no matter what or no matter how you look at it well uh Obviously, the, the, you have to expect this. The sport has evolved uh, in so many ways, uh, and primarily because uh, it's such a technical sport, too. Yeah. I mean, it's not, uh, you know, uh, when you go to baseball, you know, the bat hasn't changed very much. Of course, it got better. Golf, okay. Uh, the clubs got a little better, this and that, but it's primarily uh, a lot of the same thing, and it's about your swing, you know, and um and in our business, uh, it's much more complicated because uh, uh, the race car, uh, the way the race car was uh, 50 years ago, uh, 60 years ago, uh, it's quite different. Um, and, but the human side basically is the same. And what, by that, I mean the job of the driver was always to extract 100% of what the race car could give you. And so uh, there was a limit then. And there's a limit now. The limit today is a little higher, mainly because you, the tool is uh, more refined. But um, uh, overall, I always say, um, as much as things change, they remain the same. 
there's a human element to, it, to you know, that still prevails in my opinion. And, uh, and yes, you have the technology of data, uh, you have all the information when the car is running, the engineer uh, is following, uh, you know, is getting uh, telemetry, uh, is getting information of everything that's happening in the car so he can keep you informed. Um, but other than that, still the driver uh, has the control of this vehicle 100%. Um, and uh, the computer will never drive the car. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like I said, uh, uh, you're looking for, as a, you know, as in any sport, you're always looking for uh, any possible advantage that you could achieve by uh, having more knowledge and more depth, you know, in, uh, in, in, in the vehicle and what you're doing and, and also the strategies. But um, uh, at the same time, as I say, uh, things remain the same in so many ways. Um, the human element is so important because of the team effort that is necessary to be able to perform in our business. It's not just the driver, it's the engineers, it's, and it's a crew member. The crew that the services you, you know, in, in the pits, any small mistake, uh, obviously you pay for it. Or if the crew can get you out, you know, to a second quicker than uh, your competitor, it's a second you don't have to gain on the track and all of that, all of these aspects, you know, are, are, are part of it. Uh, so uh, again, and the biggest satisfaction, like when you're successful on that particular day, everybody, you're not alone. You got a big group behind you that's cheering, happy and proud. You know, that's, that's what uh, goes on, you know, in our business and, uh, I, uh, the biggest uh, reward that I really ultimately got was to see the smile, the pride that the crew members felt, you know, feeling that they, you know, we're all winners. We're all winners and we all win or lose together. We don't want to talk about losing. We want to talk about winning, you know, because uh, like I said, that's the ultimate reward for a lot of hard work. Um, but it's uh, in our sport, never to forget this team, team, team with a capital T. Yeah, I think teamwork is one of the benchmarks of what you do. Although you might be in the car, it's everybody else behind you. That term, it takes a village, I think is very true in your industry, you know, because without them, you wouldn't be where you are, which and, and I think what I like about that is that you're very honest about that. And you're like, you know, some sports figures might not give credit where credit is due, but you very openly do that, which I think is great. Well, here again, you know, it's, uh, you're not alone. I mean, uh, you can parallel this with say football, you know, the, the driver is the quarterback and uh, but if you don't have receivers, you, you don't have a front line defending you and, and all of that, you're not going to be able to uh, execute. So, um, like I said, team, team, team. And, uh, and when we win, you know, there's uh, a lot of people are happy. People that have been working and contributing uh, are happy with you. So that's it, you know, and that's what keeps you going. You know, that's what, when you start winning, when you win, you want more. There's uh, nothing better than that, you know. And, uh, uh, you know, like uh, Vince Lombardi used to say, winning is not the only thing. I mean, that's not just the thing it's the only thing you know so <laughs> yeah i love it well it sounds like a great career you've had 
And just winding the clock back a little bit, even for you when you were younger, this is something that you were naturally drawn to, like it was almost instantaneous for you. Yes. Uh, in fact, uh, I always say, and I keep saying um, that uh, when I fell in love with the sport when I was very young, I was just a young teenager, uh, 10 or 11. And, uh, uh, and uh, uh, even though it seemed like the impossible dream at the time, I never had a plan B, you know, and uh, by that, I mean that uh, I pursue that, you know, uh, along the way as I grew older and so forth, uh, always had this objective, objective to just uh, get something going, get something started. And, um, and I had my twin brother alongside of me uh, that uh, had the same dreams, same passion. And, uh, and that's it. And somehow it all came true, you know, and, uh, and when I go back, uh, I pinch myself as to uh, how everything just uh, uh, developed. Uh, just give you a quick, for instance, the first race, big international race that I ever attended was in 1954 at age 14 when I was still, you know, still living in Italy. It was the, the Italian Grand Prix in Monza. And, um, and just there for the first time, I saw my idol, Alberto Scotti, driving a Ferrari and so forth. And I said, oh, my goodness, you know, someday I want to be like uh, Scotty, you know. And, uh, and as the Lord would have it, you know, I clinched the world championship right there in Monza, you know, in 1978. You know, do the math and many years later, not that many years later. Uh, and uh, uh, so, again, uh, like I said, going back at uh, everything that's happened in my life. Uh, yes, I have a lot to be thankful. I can tell you that. Yeah, I would say so. One last question here as we wrap things up, just looking at your life and all the success you've had. Well, two questions. Number one, what do you think makes Mario successful and how do you define success for yourself? Well, I think it, it's simple. It, it begins with love and passion of what you, uh, what you want to pursue. Um, I I could not imagine uh, doing anything else in my life professionally that could have given me more satisfaction. And, uh, and that's it. That's what drove me uh, throughout, uh, not accepting uh, failure in any way, uh, working hard, whatever, giving it whatever I could, you know, to make things happen. Uh, so, again, it was just uh, the burning, burning passion is what drove me throughout. A successful you've, career you've had, and I think it's great due to the power of technology and YouTube, where we can go and just watch, Mr. Andretti, some of the amazing races that you've had. And just, I mean, do you realize that you're such a pop culture icon? It's crazy. Um, that has to be so humbling for you to even think that people look at you in that way. It's, it's unbelievable. Well, it is, you know, but uh, again, I've been so fortunate. I raced in six continents, you know, in, in my career. And uh, I was on podium in all six continents, you know, at least once, you know. So, um, again, because of that, we have, uh, you know, widespread following motorsports is, uh, is a global sport, you know. And, uh, and because of that, I, you know, it's so wonderful that uh, even, you know, with today's social media and so forth, you know, we, we communicate with people from, uh, you know, all over. You know, it's amazing 
uh, you know, even uh, your Twitter followers, you know, it, it's, oh God, uh, Russia, Cambodia, you know, a lot of places you don't think that the sport would be uh, in Russia. It is, you know, for quite popular, but some other places and yet people follow. So uh, it's gratifying, you know, totally gratifying, of course. I love it. Well, best of luck to you. Excited to see again what the future holds for your industry. I love NASCAR. I love watching racing and my son is six and I'm trying to get him interested in watching it as well. Uh, he likes watching the cars spin around. I live in the Bay Area, so hopefully one of these days we can get out to the Sonoma Raceway and I can let him watch people do. Yes, what you do best. Mario, thank you for joining me today. It's been an honor. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Brett, for sure. That brings today's show to a close. Goodly do. Thanks for stopping by. If you enjoyed the episode, feel free to share it with a friend and subscribe. It's absolutely free. The views and opinions of the guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. Autobots, roll out. Go home.